Yo, yo, yo! What's up? We are back at it with another episode. Fuck, man. I'm tired. I'm I'm absolutely freaking exhausted. But we are in the studio today, which the studio is not my truck tonight. Usually it is my truck. Last week it wasn't. But this week, we are in the room again. We are going to be talking to Isaac Morse, and we're going to see kind of what his life is like now. If you guys don't know him, well, you're about to. So, let's get it going. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to do it. This is Real Talk with Tom Trong. We're introducing Isaac Morse. Let's fucking go. Hey, 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 hey. What's up, Tommy? <laughs> we got Isaac. Isaac. What's up, man? What the fuck is up? Why aren't you excited? Why? Why aren't you excited? I am excited, dude. You don't sound excited. I'm tired, man. Oh, you think you're tired? <laughs> fuck you, bro. <laughs> you're not tired. You're full of shit. I'm tired of working every day, dude. That's what I'm tired of. Bro, you work, what, five days a week? Six. Some weeks. All right, all right. Yeah, exactly. All right, Isaac. Well, this is how we always do this. We're going to have you introduce yourself. All righty. You want a fun fact, too, or what? Well, just give it to us. Tell us everything about you, man. Like... School, where you're from, what you do. Alrighty, my name's Isaac, Isaac Morris. Um, I went to school at Alma College. It's where I first initially met Tommy. Um, he got stuck with me as his freshman year roommate, and he couldn't get rid of me all four years until I graduated. So I must not be that bad to live with because you couldn't get away from me, and you didn't go insane. So, you know, that's definitely a plus. <laughs> I got out of there with my bachelor's in business administration and then with a minor in economics. And now I still work in a, in a manufacturing facility. So, you know, yay college. Yeah, so you work in a factory. Manufacturing facility sounds way better, but yeah. You work in a factory. How is that like? What What is it like? What What's it like working that um, blue collar factory sweat poor people? Yeah. I mean, it's humbling, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, it's not bad. It's good money for what I do. I get paid pretty good for doing pretty simple work. But, you know, it's not like I'm in Florida or nothing, where it's nice and warm, stuck here in the cold, <laughs> going to a warehouse every day, freezing my butt off every day when the trucks come in when we open our doors. It's not that warm down here. It hasn't hit 20 in over a week here. The highest we got was 18 the other day. That's not bad. It's cold. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> so outside of that, like, do you have any kind of like insights to what it's like working in a factory? Um, I mean, you do work with a, a certain type of people. I mean, they're all hardworking, blue-collar individuals. A lot of pride going around there. It's kind of funny, um, you know, going from, like, the office job down in Grand Rapids uh, to, like, the blue-collar regular job in Muskegon. It was a huge culture shock, man. Everybody down in Grand Rapids, everybody was professional. You know, it was very, you know, it was, it was an office job. You were polite. And now where I work, there's F-bombs dropped every other hour and, I got to see people argue back and forth all day, sometimes at work. It's just, a, it's a huge difference, man. I mean, but these are grind, these are grinders, just like you and I, and they're just, at the end of the day, they're just regular old people doing the same thing day in and out, trying just to make it work, man. Yeah, so you kind of said that, um, you said that the people that you work with, they're like, you said they're just like proud and shit, right? Uh, fuck, I don't remember exactly what you said. A lot of pride, yeah. Yeah, a lot of pride. 
would you say it's like kind of based on that area, bro? Because I, I feel like it's not like that everywhere. It could be, dude. Uh, Muskegon's kind of a, if you ask me, Muskegon's kind of a, you know, a shithole, man. <laughs> There's not a ton going on. It's not, it's, it's not a bad city, but it's, you know, if you Google Muskegon, I'm sure the first thing that comes up is, or one of the first things that come up is uh, talking about, you know, the Muskegon Heights and uh, all the uh, the homicides that happened there. You know, it's a, it's a rough and tumble city, but, you know, there's definitely a ton of pride in there. Yeah, bro, that place is fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's got its moments. It's nice in the summer. You come here in the winter, it's just... The only place uh, beautiful in the winter is up north. I've been there a couple of times, bro. Not great. Not a good impression. <laughs> yeah. We need to take you through the heights. That'll ruin I was in the place. heights, bro. I went to go take a piss in the one of the McDonald's. Do you remember what street it was on? No, but the one I tried to go to first was shut down. So if you know which one that is. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, so I tried to go to one, and it was closed, and Google Maps didn't tell me that shit. I went there. That was absolutely terrible, bro. That place was, like, the property itself was fucking disgusting. Um, Just beat to shit. And then and then I went to, like, the next one over. I don't know. It was probably a couple blocks away. You were probably on Apple then there, dude. Apple's not the heights. It's close to the heights, but it's not quite the heights. Come well, I was by, I was by, um, I think I went through the heights and then over to like the outside of the shores. Okay. Cause you get, you get into like the Norton shores area. It gets a lot nicer really quick, but yeah. You Muskegon, you know, it's, 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 it's an industrial town. We got the, uh, the port right there that, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's a blue collar kind of town. It's not. There's the people that have money, and then there's way more people who don't have money. Yeah, bro, that's that place is gross. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, you get used to it. So I really don't know what we're gonna talk about today, dude. And you didn't. I know, like you were saying that um, you had an interesting theory. Yeah, the stimmy, the stimmy checks. I didn't so, even read that honestly. I was like calling people at that time, so I was not trying to read that honestly. <laughs> yeah. So basically, when I'm at work, I'm on a turret all day. I'm scanning parts in, sending them out, getting it done. You know, it took me about three weeks before I could just do that and just mentally zone out and think about my own stuff. And I was thinking, you know, a couple weeks ago when uh, they were talking about these new stimulus checks. You know, I just kind of listening to some of the coworkers talk and they're getting all excited over the, you know, the free money coming in. And, you know, I was listening to kind of what they were going to, you know, what they planned on it. One guy planned on buying a camper. I think one of my coworkers said he was going to go out and buy a snake for whatever reason. Don't ask a, me why. A snake? Yeah. Like from, from Pat Smart, he said like a little boa constrictor. I'm like, you do you, man. I don't want no snakes in my house. The fuck is wrong with white people? If you figure it out, let me know, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I was sitting there thinking, like, you know, you just hand these people money, and they're handing it right back into you know businesses. It's what the the checks are meant for is to stimulate the economy. But if you think about it, you know what it, what they're gonna do? It's it's gonna introduce all this new money into into this economy. And the people who are really going to benefit from it are people who either a already have assets like, you know, anything in real estate, you know, stocks. If you have, if you own shares of, you know, Amazon and these stimulus checks come in and they, everybody, most people spend at least half their, their checks on Amazon, Amazon share price is going to go up once their quarterly earnings come out and reflect that. You know what I mean? If you, uh, if you've got a good amount of wealth, let's say like, for example, let's take like a small economy of, it's only got a thousand dollars in it, man. If you got a hundred dollars saved up, you effectively own 10% of the wealth in that economy. You know, you're, you're, you're rich. 
okay, if the government comes along and just prints more money, which is kind of like how we do it with the U.S. economy, since we are a fiat currency ever since we got off of the uh, off the gold standard. And basically, a fiat currency is just, uh, you know, it's government-issued currency. It's not backed by anything. It's not backed by gold or anything like that. It's it. There's advantages. There's pros and cons to it, but you know, it's ultimately it's just paper. And so you introduce all this money into an economy, you know, the economy that had a thousand dollars now has two thousand dollars. They give everybody six, six, five, six bucks. You're not really benefiting from that as much as everybody else. And now you effectively you've lost, you know, forty nine. You've lost. You've gone from the ten percent of the wealth to only about five percent. So you're kind of. You know, you're you're less wealthy when all that money comes in. But if you own assets, uh, you know, the housing market right now has been booming because of all this, you know, this is stimulus check because people are going out and buying houses. More buyers drives up the sale price of homes. You know, it's just, you know, I and I, I listen to these coworkers talk about how they're going to spend it on stupid stuff or, you know, basically give that money back to a business i heard a couple of people talk about buying cars you know you're t- essentially taking your stimulus check and just throwing it to ford or chevy or dodge so in the long run with inflation and everything if you know if you're not using that stimmy for uh to buy things that are gonna you know hold value you know stocks real estate any sort of investment man it's a good chance that in the long run, you're going to lose a little bit of money over it. Yeah, because then after, like, um, we'll say example for like in five years, that the value of the dollar isn't going to be the same. Exactly. Inflation, because of inflation. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So <laughs> essentially what you're saying, and I don't think you're saying that the stimulus checks are dumb because I don't think that, I, I think they have their pros and cons, like you said, right? Oh, for sure. There's people who are who need them, man. You know, people that lost their jobs that really, really need them. You know, yeah. The whole point is to essentially, you know, give it back to people so they can spend money at these businesses so these businesses can continue to grow and continue to create more jobs. But, but the know, thing is, it's really not giving it back to them. Right. Right, because it's like, it's value that has no value. Pretty much. Like the, a simple way to put it would be that way. Yep. Kind of weakens the dollar, but. So logically, really, it makes sense, but it doesn't, is what you're saying. Yeah. It's got its pros. It's There's definitely a use for it, and you know, but in the long run. What it's going to cause, it's going to cause the value of the dollar to go down over time just because there's more of them. But, uh, Isaac, essentially, wouldn't that just make the rich richer? Yeah. (laughs) The rich richer, and then then people who had money built up and were borderline poor, they're going to be considered poor just because with inflation, you know, cost of living goes up. I'm still mad that my McChickens aren't a dollar anymore. Yeah, you've always been mad about that. Uh, I'm mad that my gas is fucking two fifty. <laughs> I'm not. I love the gas prices going up. Make my Exxon shares go up. Okay, well, yeah, but when you're paying, fuck. I mean, I guess you have a different car now, bro. But when you got to pay sixty dollars to fill your tank, it's not fun. No, it's definitely not. Honestly, if I owned millions of shares, I'd be ecstatic. Because then, you know, the price I'd paid for an extra for fuel would be way outweighed by, you know, the, the profits I'd get on shares. Yeah. But, but I'm not a rich, I'm not a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, which is also like ridiculous now that I think about it is that a lot of people that I talk to um, when I'm working, they can't even pay monthly what I have to pay weekly for gas. Really? Yeah. So, like, obviously, there's government assistance for that and stuff. Um, 
in my business, but still, like, you would think that, like, that's kind of ridiculous that gas is going to cost more than your livelihood, you know? Say that's that's a tough one because you need, you need gas to get to work. If you <laughs> not even ride a bike, I'm not riding a bike. I told you it hasn't gotten above twenty for like a week now. Ride a bike, bro. Get a moped. Moped and a ski mask. I'm sliding around in a four wheel drive truck. I don't want to see what a moped does on these roads. You just slide. Ice skate. There you go. Maybe I'll get lucky. I can hitch to a plow truck or something to have them yeah. carry me to Muskegon. Exactly, bro. It's not that far. It's like, what, 15 minutes for you? Yeah, 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. That's all it takes me to get to work. I'm still not riding a bike. <laughs> no, dude, that's crazy. It's crazy to, like, think about that, though, like, in depth like that. Because, like, yeah, if you're receiving those stimulus checks, like, that's dope, you know? Like, if you're receiving unemployment, like, that's sick. Because you don't have to do anything for the money that you're getting. Exactly. But then when you think of the long-term consequences, which people tend to not think about, is, like, it really ends up not helping you at all. I guess, like, really depends on, like, how badly you need it at the time, which that also is a factor in it. But in reality, like, I really wouldn't want it, you know? say i mean i'm not gonna say no to free money but well here's the thing though regardless if you take it or not right even say if you take it then the thing is in the end it's devaluing the dollar yeah right but even if you don't take it and they're still doing it it's still devaluing the dollar exactly so either way you might as well take it for sure just because, you know, everybody's going to, I don't know a lot of people who are going to say no to it. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I know some people, but at the same time, I don't think you have a choice. There's only a limited supply of resources out there. You know, there's a limited supply of McChickens. And, you know, if somebody's got this free money, maybe they're all right with spending a little bit more for this McChicken just to make sure they get one. No, that's, that's ridiculous, bro. I don't know. It's just not me. I'm not, like, very cool with it. And, like, I don't know, just, like, honestly, like, a lot of shit that's going on. And, like, I'm not blaming, like, the presidency or anything. But, like, there's a lot of shit that's going on that's just, like, not making sense. I Uh, feel you there, dude. Like, even behind the works. Yeah, like, well, like, even with the Trump administration, you know, there was a lot of things that weren't making sense. And then now there's more things, or not more things, but there's still things that don't make sense. And I think, like, that, that's kind of just going to happen no matter what. But, like, in the time of the pandemic, it's just, like, everything has to be kind of... um done on the fly you know it's like it, i feel like everything's an audible at this point yeah that's a good way to put it and so like it's real hard to like have that consistency in your life right now when everything is an audible pretty much you know so and like for you like i don't think it really affected you much at all um it made finding a job out of college a lot harder that's for sure it really did um, but at the same time, I also don't think that like, like with that, like, I don't think, I don't know, for me, obviously it made finding a job harder, but also like for me, like it didn't really affect what I was going to do. Okay. Just like in my situation specifically, at least. In my situation, you know, I agree. We we graduated right in April in the thick of the pandemic. So I'd been applying. I, I remember I was in like in the interview process for three different jobs before we left school. And by the time I got home, like all of them got postponed or even just, you know, they, 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 they just kind of disappeared. I had one that they told me they'd call me back after all the pandemic stuff. And then I never heard from them again. Um, I did have one that postponed and then I went in for an interview finally in like June. 
my first job out of college, I applied back in May, I think. My start date was supposed to be the 1st of July. They pushed it back two weeks. I got another call a week and a half later. They pushed it back another two weeks. It just it, it definitely made things harder, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it's fucking nuts, bro. Which is fucking terrible, but that's just how it is. I think you just got to be able to adapt to it, really. Um, but outside of that, dude, I'm trying to think of, like, what I want to talk about. Bro, everybody wants to hear stories. College stories? I'm starting to, I'm, yeah, I'm starting to hear a lot of people want to hear just, like, shit that happened. Shit that happened. Oh, boy. Well... So let's hear let's hear an iconic story because so for everybody who doesn't know obviously uh, you kind of already went over this but um we moved in together freshman year and it was like I feel like for you it was a huge culture shock to meet me yeah that's a way to put it right because because like we're we're honestly we're like pretty. Um, I would almost say like indifferent where we're like different, but we're kind of alike. Well, we got our similar similarities. We bonded over gambling and we were smooth sailing. Once we figured out you and I both want to go to the casino and figure out how to make money. Yeah. Well that that's, yeah, that's one of the things, but like there were a lot of things that we did like that. We both enjoyed that we did like when we were home, you know, for sure. And um, but like, kind of just going about it, like, cause we lived together, fuck, freshman, sophomore, junior, and then we were neighbors senior year. Couldn't get rid of me, could you? Nope. But um, no, dude, we we definitely had. I don't even remember a lot of the nights, to be honest with you. Well, but uh, <laughs> uh, we definitely had some crazy nights. Is there anything that like you remember vividly? Oh, yeah. First day I met you. I was taking a nap. All of a sudden, this little Vietnamese kid busts into my room. I swear, the first thing I remember seeing you bring in was a shoe rack. I see this little this little Vietnamese guy from Florida come in with more shoes than I have had in my entire life. Because I wear one pair of shoes until they're gone. And here you come with a shoe for every other day of the week. And yeah, I, I think my freshman year, I brought like 14 pairs of shoes. You had a, a shoe, exactly. More shoes than I think I've ever owned in a lifetime. Yeah, and then I definitely, like, slowed down on how many shoes I brought. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely, like, freshman year, I had a lot of shoes. Absolutely had a lot of shoes. Bunch of shoes. First thing you wanted to do was rearrange the room because, you know, I think I just made a bed and said, all right, this is where I sleep. Yeah, that's what you did. That's exactly what you did, and it was terrible. We and figured that, out the room situation we, eventually. We did. I think my favorite was um, when we had the beds bunked in the middle of the room. I think that was probably the worst one, and but I think that was definitely the most memorable, especially uh, end of the world, freshman year. Somehow yeah. you wound up on during, my bed, I wound up in yours, and the ornaments were all Christmas. over the floor. It's fucking throw up and blood all over the floor and Christmas decorations everywhere. The trash can was knocked over on the complete opposite side of the room. Yeah. You had to do that was sheets. Fucking... That, was... that was so funny, bro. Right. Roach and uh and Brandon drug you back all the way from Troy's house by your ponytail. I don't know how your neck or your head wasn't sore the next morning. Bro, I got fucking carried back from that was like that's like like almost that's like a mile walk, isn't it? I'd say knowing like, them, it was probably a mile walk, and you got to think they were both drunk, so there was probably some swerve, and that's got to add a little bit extra to it too. Yeah, but we we were like we had to walk through like the back, bro, and we had to cut across the field and stuff, you know. Yep. I remember because Roach had to throw me under my truck when security came by. And I used to park over by the softball field. That's hilarious. 
And Roach had to throw me under the truck, bro. Under the truck, getting out of Troy's house. I remember them throwing you over that little fence he had. Yeah, from the backyard. That was just a drunk people trap. I think several people tripped over that sucker. That was so funny, bro. And I remember you used to, we used to, I used to make you go out. You never wanted to go out. I still don't want to go out. I always get forced to go out. Yeah, I I forced you to go out and meet people. Which was uh, good for me. I'll be honest. Which, which was really good for you. But we would go out and we would get absolutely piss hammered. And you would tell people that you lived on the girl's side. And I thought that was the funniest shit in the world. I live in Brusky 365. No, 356. I, <laughs> I felt like that shit was the funniest thing in the world, bro. I could never get it straight. I don't know. Maybe I'm dyslexic or something and never knew it, but. Probably. No, dude, but that's, oh my God. And then there was that one night that I ended up sleeping on the floor when, I forget who it was. Somebody came to sleep in the room with us, bro. Uh, Was it the recruit from Florida? No, no, it was a chick, bro. Hmm. Was it Sam at that time? No, 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 no. It was I brought a chick back to the room. And you slept on the floor uh floor with her? You remember you remember that? I ended up sleeping on the floor, bro, because that's when we had our bed in the middle of the room. And she was like taking up the entire bed and I was like falling off because there's no wall on either side and we didn't put up the little um stoppers on the sides. I don't know how we thought that was a good idea ever putting the bed in the middle of the room, but I thought it was a great idea, bro. It was cool because we were able to put like both desks on both sides of the room and stuff because you always did homework and shit. I never did. Uh, the room was definitely like tiny. Out, but... Yeah, but the fucking room was tiny too. That's the other thing. But yeah, dude, there's nights where I slept on the floor right next to you. Those were, that shit so funny. those were the best late night conversations. <laughs> we did have some funny ass conversations. Bro, we used to stay up all night long in the um the common area there playing guards. Hanging out with Liv. Yep. Still haven't figured out how to beat the system in blackjack. Figured out how yeah, to count. No, just not well. You're, you're terrible at it. I told you, bro. You just got to do what I do, man. That shit works like seven out of ten times. I do so good with it. The past, past couple times, that's what I've, I've gone and that's what I've been doing. And I've, I would have said I came out of uh, Little River. First victory, I got him for a five-piece. Walked in with 80 bucks, threw it on the table. That 80 bucks turned into 580. I walked out of that some bitch. I don't want to go back. Bro, fuck Little River. I'm still pissed at them for the one time we went and they fucking tried to kick me out of the casino. I say it never happened at Soren Eagle. Yeah, I know. That was bullshit, bro. I was, you know how fucked up I've been at Soren Eagle, dude? <laughs> I've been there a time or two when you're all drunk up. Oh my God, dude. There's been times where like I literally like couldn't even be sitting there. Just like insanely fucked up, bro. And it didn't matter, like, what the fuck I did. But they also, like, liked me so much there, so that's also not fair. I was a regular, so they really didn't give a shit what I did. If you won, you'd go back in two days. Yeah, and then I'd lose or win more, one or the other. But they also didn't care about one or loss. No. I remember there was a couple times where you'd go every day of the week. Dude, this year I did. Um, this year for like the first three weeks, I went almost every single day. I, think we were, I did go. I think we, you remember when I came over? Yep. I went to the casino 10 days in a row, bro. Did you? And that's least, after. Did you at least win? Yeah, I was up. And then I spent all the money on dumb shit and I didn't go at all. Oh. Because I met Maddie and I never went. I remember when you went during football camp, won a bunch of money, told the coach about it, and the coach wasn't too No, happy. bro, I didn't tell the coach about it. Somebody else snitched on me, Doug. Oh, cool. Coach found out anyway. Yeah, the coaches found out. They're pissed, but they also didn't – they, like, were mad, but they also, like, kind of didn't give a shit. 
Don't do that. All right, you're good. Yeah, that yeah, that's really how it went. But like the coaches knew how much I was there, bro. Cause they they always asked me how I was doing it. Like they're always trying to figure out how to make money there. Well, say I remember when we had those study tables, we could sit, just sit there with uh, Fisher and just BS about the casino, what the betting strategy was of that week, whether we were on craps or roulette or blackjack. Yeah, bro. We never did shit in study table. Maybe I should have. No, fuck that. That was gay. Study tape was stupid as fuck. But uh <laughs> no dude. Yeah, they're always they're always asking me. Merlo still texts me all the time and asks me <laughs> like how my playing's going and stuff. And he texts me about hockey and stuff all the time. Are you a poker star yet? No, I haven't been playing that much. I've been playing a little bit. Been working too much, bro. I haven't like with my job I have to invest a lot of money into my job you know yeah kind of getting your business so, started yeah because i gotta like pay for licenses and stuff like that so i haven't really been playing at all i've been pretty much investing every dollar i made back into it um which is cool because i got i got hooked up this week i've gotten like just yesterday and today i've I've gotten like what four hundred dollars worth of shit in two days just for my business um which is good it's that's definitely gonna pay off Tax write-offs, man. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's tax write-offs for them, not me. But uh, yeah, no, it's cool. They bought me a state uh license in a state, and they got me some leads and stuff. So that's cool. That was real clutch for them. Um, it was a prize for what I did, but it was real cool of them to do that. Um, I I obviously am very appreciative of that because. It's been rough, bro. Yeah, sales sales is not in the beginning. Sales is not easy. No, no, it's not. No, when I did it at the freight company, man, eventually near the end there, I was able to get some repeat clients and actually get some momentum. But by then, I was like, uh, uh-uh, I don't want to do this hour and twenty minute commute in the middle of winter. Yeah, well, the other thing was, bro, like we've always said, and like you and everybody, all the like the parents that we've met in the last four years, everybody's always like, damn, like. He's going to be so good at sales. They said that about you. So. Yeah, I know. Then nobody would ever say that about you if they met you. Yeah. Well. Um. But yeah, they said that about me all the time, bro. So like, I feel like I have a standard to live up to. You know? And uh, so it's just, it's just weird. I mean, like, I'm not like really down about it, but it's definitely like, degrading when like for sure getting rejected all day every day it sucks man i remember yeah but you know it's when you finally don't get rejected you get your shot you make it man yeah absolutely which i talked to a girl today she's 23 hope she's hot yeah i think she's hot it'd be cool if she was (laughs) i met a girl today she's 23 she's hot i think i've never seen her before but I don't know. She says <laughs> she says she works in a tamale shop. Hook me up, dude. Yeah, I told her to send some my way. <laughs> I got the hookup up here, man. When I was working at the roofing company, we would uh, oh, we would we would hire uh, Hispanics, and I remember one day, dude, I was talking with this like eighteen year old kid. He was like, "So you know, why don't you have your license?" He's like, "Well, put it this way, I've got a secu- I got a social." I don't know whose it is, but I've got one. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at that, dude. It was just so funny. He was so optimistic about it, too. I was like, well, shoot. No, dude, that was, is, that was the best when you, because you went home all the time. And when you would come home, when you would go home, you'd come back and your mom would make us a shit ton of food all the time. You would eat most of it before you even got back to the school. But when she'd. Hey. Bro, that was awesome. That was so clutch. Especially living off the saga food. Ooh. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Just getting your mom's food after like a whole week of fucking eating shit. That was awesome, bro. And I really didn't eat good until I moved into the house. You know? Yeah. Where like I had a full kitchen to my disposal. 
you could actually cook something, didn't have to go to the, uh, yeah, the shared stove. I didn't have to go to a shared kitchen where it was a mess all the time, and there's other people in it. Or other people walking by every 30 seconds. What are you making? Yeah, for real, bro. Some chick thought we were cooking up steak when we were, we said steak. Big difference. Yeah, no, that shit is crazy. Dude, we had so much fun. We hung out a lot, bro. We hung out too much. We lived together. I think that's sort of what's what Yeah, okay, but here's the thing. We lived together, but we also hung out with each other, like, all the time, no matter, like, what we did. Like, think about it. Yeah, you're right. Every, I mean, like, I did a lot more than you, I think. But, like, any time you went out, I was with you. So that was like what six times? Yeah, <laughs> no, but uh, and I was just thinking about when we pissed all over that kid's truck. <laughs> that video is great. <laughs> I don't perfect. know how I didn't fall just standing on the tailgate in the in the bed and just piss hammered. I I couldn't walk straight a straight line, let alone stand up on the on a you know what is it four inch tailgate and then the six inch bed. Deadlift. That shit was so funny, bro. Holy shit. I can't believe that happened. It was even better when he found out the next day and he they were he was trying to figure out I remember we were out we were at uh one of the football houses, man. And I'm sitting right there and like everybody's talking about the video. They know it's me in it. <laughs> he's sitting there, you know, who who was it? Who did it? And I'm just looking around like, you, none of you better rat me out, I swear. <laughs> that shit is so funny, bro. I say, what was he going to do? Pee on my Silverado? That thing had a rust hole in the side of it that made it look like he got hit by a missile. <laughs> I think getting I think getting peed on would have been one of the better things that happened to that truck. Oh, my it's God, like... dude. We had so much fun in that goddamn truck, dude. Fucking piece of shit. Do you still have it? No, nope. it threw a rod on me this summer. That was when you were about to drive home, right? No. That was your... No, um... no it did that one time to me when it it, it, it broke the the, the, uh, the drivetrain. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> the drive it, snapped it literally just snapped in half when you were leaving to go home. That shit was so... Bro, honestly, you were so pissed, but that was so funny. Oh, damn. That truck, I swear. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Just a dress shaft just fucking hanging off the bottom of your bed. I was was hitting the gas, and there was a rattle. Like, something was spinning, but it wasn't the truck, and it wasn't the tires. Yeah, and then you got out, and then she was hanging right there. This shit's fucking funny, bro. Definitely wasn't funny, like, for you at that time. It's probably it's funny, funny now. now. It's hilarious now, but at the time I was like, oh, piss. It was like right before spring break, too. I was going home for a whole week. Say, luckily, we're for, luckily, we're from the boonies, so everybody in town's got a car trailer we could have used. And at the time, my dad had that big old Ford and yeah. towed, her, towed her 100 miles home pretty darn easy. He has towed her 100 miles home. With a chain? No, we put it on a car trailer. Oh, okay. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, if you guys fucking pulled that shit home with the chain, that would be crazy, bro. I would have been fucking annoyed as shit. That hour, what hour, fifteen minute drive, it'd be like almost two hours if you're tugging it. Yeah. So no, the the trailer definitely came in clutch. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, rednecks got a lot of toys to haul when stuff breaks. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. At your fucking disposal, that dude. That was the best part. Was like being able to go over to your place, shoot guns, take a walk out in the woods. Yeah, for real. Sure. Go walk down sure. into the swamp and shit. Oh yeah, that was way better than I couldn't imagine. Like being, like going over the Puskos was super cool and fun. Which I did that a decent amount too. But, like, Pusco lives in fucking Livonia, bro. You know? Or he did. 
Yeah. And like Livonia is not like Whitehall, bro. <laughs> it is the complete opposite of Whitehall. Because... On top of that, I live in a giant hole, so we can shoot in just about any direction. And yeah, as long as there's nobody in the way, it's just, all the bullets are just gonna wind up into the side of a hill somewhere. Yeah, and yeah, and you gotta think, bro. Fucking, you have um, was it dogs and suds? Dog and suds, yeah. Dog and suds. This shit was dope. And then of course we had the lake and stuff that we were able to go to, which we went to um the sand dunes one year. Yeah, we went up to uh, Silver Lake. Which that was fun. So I need to I need to get I need to get you up here when we got a dune toy around we can rip up some day sand dude, man. For real, for real. I'm trying to go back up to Michigan soon, dude. I miss it already. Well, wait till the summer. It sucks right now. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I was thinking like dude, late spring. Get out of the Florida heat for a minute and Well, just like I just I do. It's like my entire life is like not started there, but like a majority of my life is there. You know, at least my social life. Yeah, you still talk to a lot of people up here. I mean, I guess there's me, but uh, that's really all I talk to, bro. I talk to like people I grew up with here, which is like maybe a couple dozen people, and then um. Obviously, I just work, so I, I have my coworkers and stuff. But, you know, everybody that I talk to on a like on everyday basis is in Michigan. That's, I mean, that's kind of tough. Kind of hard to go hang out with people sometimes when uh, most people you know are on the other side of the country. Well, I mean, I could go up there whenever I want. Yeah. Like, in reality, if I want to go up there tomorrow, I could. Have a flight. Uh, you got a place to stay, too. A couple places, I'm sure. I got a, I got a lot of places I could stay. Uh, there's not even... That's not even... But I'll just get a room at the Soaring Eagle if I wanted to. And you're right there in the middle of everything. Yeah, I, I can just hours. call them. Either I'm getting a free room or a room that's stupid cheap, bro. You got to think, I've been a Platinum member for, like... Almost two years now. How are you gonna keep? How do you keep that the membership being it, down in Florida? Oh, um, it's like good until I guess my, I guess it's yeah, it's good until July. Yeah, July June. It's good till June. So you do got to make a trip up here, and we got to have one hell of a casino run. Is that what you're I would have to get ninety six thousand points in one night, essentially. Or in a couple nights, depending how long I stay. Well, which I mean, which honestly, I did that shit in like a week and a half last time, but it's not I hard. To, I went to Soaring Eagle. So they're honestly, they've got their their stuff put way to get way better than uh, Little River. So I went to Little River. I couldn't stand by a table. One of the ladies kept bitching at me that I had to keep moving. Just looked at her. Didn't we? And she, we went during COVID, didn't we? Yeah, we did. So I, I went back. I was actually at Soaring Eagle last weekend, and they got plexiglass and stuff all put up, which is actually pretty nice. It'd probably benefit you because uh, there's been a couple times I've been afraid you're going to reach across a blackjack table and slap somebody for <laughs> oh, making silly mistakes. Oh, absolutely. Bro. I, I can't stand people. People are so dumb, dude. It's like it's even worse down here. Is it really? Yeah, it is. Because there's a lot more people playing here, so the odds of you getting on the table with like some really shitty drunk people, it's even sober people, like the odds of you getting on the table with really shitty people is even higher. I believe it. Which doesn't make any sense because you have to play with more money down here. Like all the tables are twenty five min. Really? Yeah, like they don't they don't really open ten dollar they have ten dollar min tables, but they're like never open, you know. Um, which I mean I really don't play them anyway when I'm down here, but because I play in high limit here. I play in high limit up in Michigan too, but they got the casino boats going or are those all shut down because of the COVID stuff? No, it's going. I went over the summer. I'm gonna have to make my way down there. The casino boat's fun. It's a good five-hour trip, though. 
but but like it it's entertaining for sure like even if like even if you were to lose your money like you could still like do other shit you know it's not like it's not like you're stuck on a boat and have to play i've gotten drunk on a lot of boats that's what i'm saying like you can just get drunk and sing karaoke on the top deck it's really fun five hours is nothing yeah no it's really not five hours it's it sounds like a lot, um, because a lot of people are used to like going to the casino and, you know, spending forty, fifty bucks or whatever, and playing some slot machine for forty-five minutes to an hour, just betting five cents at a time or a cent at a time or two cents at a time, whatever. Thoughts are for suckers. Yeah, absolutely. People don't fucking know that, but whatever. But nobody, a lot of people like can't figure out how to do everything else, so just stay over in the slots if you can't. What to say? I mean, the table games can be a little intimidating. I mean, it took me a time or two before I finally. Actually, I, I, th- I think the first time I went to the table games was when you and I went. Was one with of the me. Three. Exactly. Yeah. And that helps having somebody there who knows what the hell they're doing. And then, you know, there's all sorts of little rules that they don't really tell you about. Like, you can't, like, you have to set the money down and let the dealer take it, which is something like. You figure it out pretty quick, but the first time it's like, oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like little dumb rules that um are like fine print rules, which they're like put somewhere, but they're like fine print, you know. So it's hard to just like know that stuff. They say I, n- I never knew that you couldn't. I guess I never tried it, but I never knew that you couldn't like record a table. So I remember when we went with it one time and uh. Yeah, somebody spilled all over the table, and oh man, that pit boss will look like she was about to take our heads off, man. Yeah, you like can't have your phone out at the table and stuff. Some dealers are cool with me, um, having my phone out when they're shuffling and stuff. But some of the pit bosses are. You remember, um, what's her face, Destiny? Yeah. Yeah, her mom was super cool with whatever the fuck I did. Her mom. That was definitely a perk. Her know, mom loved me. You. Oh yeah. Going with you was always a great time just because the dealers knew you and then they knew me in association. Yeah. Oh, there's the Asian kid who always comes in here. And he brought his goofy white friend again. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, that was, I, I had the best time at the casino open machine because, like, for me, it was um, – obviously, I didn't win all the time. And I, I would even say I won most of the time. I would say, like, in the long run, I was, like, 50-50. Um. But, like, for me, like, going all the time was sick because all the dealers and all the managers and pit bosses, they all knew me by name, you know? So, like, I never had an issue doing whatever I wanted in there. Um, Just, like, getting seats reserved and stuff, like, I never had an issue with that. They would just transfer me and they would just hold the seat for me. Then you go to Little River and you're a peasant again. Yeah, and it's like, all right, well, fuck you guys. And then, well, the first time, it was Jacob was there. You remember my buddy Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, and he was there with us. That was the that I don't think that was the first time we went, but that was this probably the second time we went. I think that I I want to say that was the time that they almost threw us out because yeah. you were getting excited. Yeah, bro, and I was up a shit ton of money. You remember that? Yep. And I, I mean, at the time, it was a shit ton of money. I was up like 500, 600 bucks or something like that. Um, like when when we were playing low stakes, that was a lot of money. And yeah, dude, I, I had a good thing going, you know. I was playing whatever system that I was doing at the time was working. And it was doing me really well. It, it was, this was before I even came up with my system that I have now, which works even better. Say. And um no bro when when we did that they fucking they were so quick to try to kick me out, bro. They didn't want you to make any more money. And then they just switched decks on us or something and Yeah, whatever it was, bro. And then I just went on a terrible run bad and got wrecked for like eight hundred that night. I remember. You were not a happy camper on I the was, drive home. No, bro, I was pissed, bro, because like they shouldn't have like I should have never gotten yelled at in the first place. There was absolutely no reason for me to get yelled at in the first place. There really wasn't. And um, and I like, and then that's the other thing. I knew that that would have never happened at the Soaring Eagle. They would have never said anything to me at the Soaring Eagle. They would have cheered with you. 
He yeah. probably would have thrown out the tip for a tip for Floyd or whoever was dealing. Yeah, bro. Like for me, at this morning you go, that would have been, dude. I could have been fifteen times worse than that at the morning you go. They wouldn't have said anything. But uh, fuck, it's fucked. Whatever, dude. But yeah, that was that was that time, which was not cool. That pissed me off. Um, but I guess that's just like kind of part of it. It is what it is. Take the good with the bad. Yeah, we're just fucked. Um, no, man, outside of that, I don't know if I have, like, any more, like, outrageous stories. Can you think of anything crazy? We're about to wrap up this. We're 50 minutes deep already. Dang. Surprise. That actually went by fast. Yeah, it did. I remember, I don't, I remember it this way just because I woke up. I thought it was you and me in the room like normal. It's just an average Saturday morning. I had probably one of the biggest parts in my life. Oh, my God. And all of a sudden, I hear some girl giggling from above me because you had the top bunk. <laughs> I wake up, I look up, and there you are spooning with some girl. <laughs> Witnessed the masterpiece that came out of me. <laughs> thought it was hilarious. Yeah, bro, because I always came back super late. Always. Yeah, always came back super late, bro. I never, like, went back at, like, a normal time. And you were always knocked the fuck out because you would leave parties and stuff way before me. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I would come back and you'd be already out. It's knocked the fuck out, bro. That was, that was funny, dude. Remember the um, remember St. Patty's that one year? Oh, jeez, when you were signing tits? No, no, no. Well, that, but... um. You remember St. Patty's when we were in the four-person room? Yeah. You remember that? And yeah, Carver was pissed. Carver was not happy, bro. I don't know why he wasn't happy. I heard all. I heard way more than he did. I was. Sam and I were way closer. He was all the way on the other side of the room. No, you guys were in between the wall, bro. You guys were on the futon. Yeah, way closer. That was a thin wall. I could hear shit, all right? Okay, 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 bro. But, like, he was, like, an arm's length away. You're right. In his bed. You're right. He had to turn away. That's fair. At least I had the wall so I could pretend it was, pretend it was thicker. Yeah, and then I think Hoos had his girlfriend there, too. I, yeah, I don't know where. I think Carver was the only one who didn't have a girl over that night. <laughs> Which is probably part of the reason why. He, was uh, he found a girl. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we shared over at Alma, all right? <laughs> caring is caring. Oh, my God, bro. That's so funny. I can't believe this shit happened. Yeah. I, I still can't believe it to this day. I saw them not too long ago. Oh, they, yeah, really? Yeah, they drove by the house. Nice. And yeah, they're outside and they're saying hi and stuff. But it was cool seeing them. I haven't seen, I didn't see them for a long time, you know. Right, it's always cool when people stop by the house and stuff. Yeah, dude. Even like during the pandemic, and they're just like in their car in the street. Actually, that was probably even better to see people that like, because we couldn't have guests at all. Yeah, like you couldn't be like, bro. Like literally, nobody was allowed on campus. It was dumb, but um, that's sort of about what's been keeping me from going and visiting. So I need to go back, go see Chan and the rest of the crew. But yeah, well, were you, you go visit Hoos? Yeah, you could go visit Hoos. Were you over there just to go to the casino then? I went to the casino and then I went and visited some friends and uh, who will go to college over in Okamos or no, Owasso. My bad. By the oh. way. What's up? Oh, why so? Yeah, it's like halfway between Lansing and Flint. Yeah, I know. And I gotta say, Alma hold us on their dorms, dude. For real? Oh my god. When you when you got a living room, a kitchen, and then you remember how in Brusky we had those community bathrooms with like three stalls? Yeah. Ten people shared. 
No, I went in this, it's this girl's room. They have the kitchen, a full-size living room. Like they could put a real couch in there. And then you go into the bathroom. They've got two stalls, two showers. I'm like, how many people live in here? Three. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's fucked. But um, that's just how it is, bro. We We have like traditional dorms, bro. Which was like fun too, though, because like I felt like at least like I felt like we always had like a good group of people on our floor. I think freshman year is probably just the worst as far as the floor went, but even then, well, we still, just like, like on our side. Yeah, I say we still had Lid and Emma over on the other side, just across the hall, and yeah, the girls were fun. I hung out. I hung out with the girls a lot. I would say so. I didn't hang out with any of the dudes because I mean, for God's sake, we had Deontay and Ron. <laughs> oh man! And then everybody else on—I mean, the baseball players are pretty cool, but outside of that, bro, yeah, we got lucky. We got lucky with who we had right next to us. Yeah, and then we lived in the Boondocks down Newberry Basement twice. Well, yeah, and then our senior year, right? It was remodeled our senior year, so it was, it was a lot better. But... It was completely different, which it was so fun our senior year, honestly. All of oh. us right there. That shit was fun. It was awesome. We were and then, fucking with Zach 24-7. Me, Chan, and uh, Dill had the big had that big room. We basically had a sleeping room and then the hangout room and, and the panini press that made a million grilled cheeses. Yeah, and then me and Nate. Oh boy! And then, um, where the fuck did we live our junior year? Oh, uh, we lived in the streets. That was the boonies. No, bro, the fucking we named the we named Newberry Basement the Boondogs. The fucking the suites just sucked. That's <laughs> we didn't, bro. We didn't have good neighbors, right? <laughs> We were far from everything. We were far from everything. I guess having like our own bathroom between the four of us was nice. So that was that was a lot bit nicer than having the community ones. I like being by the road. Yeah, I didn't mind being by the road. I remember when cop pulled somebody over right in front of our door, dorm, and we just started blaring bad boys off of one of the speakers we had in there. Yeah, that shit was funny. And then we had the closets, the walk-in closets. With the pull-up bars. With the pull-up bars. Exactly. Man, we had a lot of fun nights there, too. A lot of... um... Dude, Hoos and I drank so much that year. Oh, my God, dude. And then then I turned 21, and then after that, it just fucking died, bro. I, I couldn't anymore. It's a lot less fun when it's legal. No, dude. My 21st birthday was awful. I remember that. You spent the night in the bathroom, didn't you? Yeah, well, I spent like three hours in the bathroom. I guess four hours in the bathroom, one hour throwing up three hours of sleep and halfway in the shower. I remember hearing you like every other hour just hurling in the toilet. Bro, I was dying. I threw up in class that morning. And then we went and drank again, bro. It's college. You only get to go through it once. Yeah, that shit was crazy. We went and drank again, and then I fucking knocked out Kraus and Hoos at the bar. I say, here's five, six little <laughs> Vietnamese ass and walking around with these six, four plus absolute studs. Absolute monster athletes, bro. Fucking D linemen who run track. What did I say? Yeah, absolutely insane athletes. And we're fucking in there in the bar and they're telling me to punch him in the jaw. It's like a little kid walking a giant dog. Yeah. Two of them. Chipping their teeth and shit, bro. Fucking, they're... I literally was not... I mean, they're fucking fucked up, so that's not really fair, but I literally knocked them out and they were like blacked out and hit the floor, bro. Hey, I've been there. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah, that shit was funny too. That was hilarious. Not at I the one and only debut on Barstool Scots. Yeah, it wasn't like hilarious at the time because I thought you were gonna die, um, especially when you had the seizure. 
But <laughs> after it was hilarious, after you woke up. It kind of felt like a mini nap. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, that's what you said. I don't know how, bro. I would, you probably, I would have felt like shit. You said you felt great afterwards. So you like you just like you. It's like when you you you, you know when you fall asleep and you don't really realize it, and then you wake up, you're like, oh shit, I just took a nap. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I describe it. All right, sick. So we have forty seconds left, Isaac, until this like stops recording. Um, there's gonna be thirty seconds by the time I'm saying this. By the time I'm done saying this, but do you have any last minute remarks for the listeners? No, nah, man. Live life. It's all you can do, one day at a time. Absolutely, bro. And that's um, if you're gonna get anything from this episode tonight, is that you should live life. <laughs> you know, don't get don't get caught up in the work because that's what I do. All right, we're wrapping up there. Fuck it.